Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. The Clubhouse is a career development platform consisting of monthly webinars, in-depth training vault, job board, mentorship platform, blogs, and a focus on mental health. Be sure to sign up for a free membership at theclubhousecareers.com. In addition, thanks for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. For season three, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path, three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. It's not often you get to be a part of a rebrand as well as a new build, but our next guest was able to be a part of both. I'm excited to have our next guest, Greg Allen, Chief Revenue Officer at Sporting Kansas City. Greg, welcome to the show. How are we doing, Travis? Thanks for having me. Very good. Thank you. And very excited to chat with you. And Greg, let's kick it off where we started. You joined the then Kansas City Wizards in June of 2010. And then fast forward a couple months in November, the brand changed to Sporting KC and the move into the new stadium, Children's Mercy Park. So talk about an exciting few months. How was that overall experience for you? Yeah, uh, you know, as well as anybody, Travis, I mean, opening up a new building is kind of like catching lightning in a bottle, right? Um, So, you know, soccer was uh, something I didn't know a whole lot about, but I had a lot of trust and faith in, um, you know, uh, Jake Reed, who is now our president CEO. We worked together in Charlotte with the Bobcats back in the day. And when he landed back stateside from England, he said, uh, hey, I'm, I'm landing here in Major League Soccer in Kansas City. And I said, what? And, um, and the rest is history. Um, he brought me out here to kind of help put together the sales team to, to sell the dream on a new stadium, soccer specific. It was kind of MLS 2.0, if you will. Yep. We're well into 3.0 with the Atlantas and, and uh, Nashville's and everybody else. So it's, um, it was a blast at the time um, to really take the NBA model, you know, and implement it into a, into a lot younger league, you know, right. um, and uh, putting together your own team, training them up, and selling out a stadium in a couple of years, um, it was it was something I just I couldn't pass up the opportunity to do that, and and then also work with somebody that I that I trusted and that was a mentor of mine. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and Jake was a former guest on Fifty Two Weeks of Hustle yeah. and talked about the excitement of that transition. And you know, Greg, for you with all that, it was also your real first time in leadership, managing the sales associate. So how did you balance everything from not only being a first time leader to also being part of what I assume were some pretty interesting meetings and, and launch parties. Yeah, no, it was. Um, so pretty quickly realized that we were essentially part of a startup, right? You know, it was a, it was a full rebrand, uh, relatively small staff. Um, and it was our job to ramp up, you know, be ready to open a new stadium. So um, what, what was, I've, I've been very lucky in my career, Travis, I'll, I'll lead with that. But the biggest maybe uh, part of that was having Jake in the role he was, and me coming into a new situation, so, you know, sometimes you become a manager for the first time alongside colleagues that you've been working with, which is a right. lot different, you know, and, and maybe a little bit more of a struggle um, where I came in as a new guy, as a manager. Um, so, sure, there were some people we had to work through and then hire a lot of people. But I also had that backing 
from Jake that um, was incredibly helpful. Um, so as we as we dove into actively selling and putting our team together, you know how those goes. Like as an inside sales manager, it's like full blown coach mode, full blown, yep. um, you know, just rah rah guy. Yeah, but and your recruiting and, and, uh, hat on at all times. Yo, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think our inside sales team was out selling the 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 older group, you know, in the premium team, um, which, you know, we were the shark tank, you know, the boiler room. So it was, it was a blast Um, coming from Charlotte and and knowing what that mentality was like in a very tough market selling NBA to a market that everybody loved what we were doing. It was like a 180 degrees, but we needed to be ready for it. Right. You know, so it was, uh, I look back on those times as, you know, inside sales manager, that that's where it's at. Yep, absolutely. A lot of fun. A lot of anyway, we often joke, right? That the higher you get up, the closer you sun, you're like, every once in a while, I just want to be that inside salesman to recruit, onboard, and train and develop. It's the For only sure. thing I have to worry about. Yep. Yeah. Well, exactly. Greg, you've certainly taken the opportunity with Sporting KC and, and ran with it over the last 10 and a half years with the organization. You've held six different roles. What do you feel like you've done on such a consistent basis to continue to get promoted? Um, I would say the easiest answer is surround myself with good people. Um you know, it, it's, it's unique. You're never going to be asked to contribute more unless you're really, really good at what you do, right, at, at your current role. Um, so I feel like that was a, a great piece of advice I got early on was, hey, there's, there's going to be more down the road when you're ready for it, but make sure you're focusing, you know, making the big things big that's right in front of you. Um, and focusing on ticket sales for the bulk of my initial part of my career, um, I wanted to be the best, right? And um, now as that morphed into more, I think, you know, I was, I was able to ask the right questions uh, in the right settings so that um, I knew how to pull out the information from being in sales, right? To be able to then let that transfer over into some of these other categories. And Knowing from from our early days, having a really good process on how to evaluate talent and people, um, then I could surround myself with people that knew a whole lot more than I did in these different areas, you know, to be able to to lead those groups um, and then have the support from me, you know, when needed. So, um, again, you know, a, a lot of luck, but then also being ready to to capitalize on that when needed by surrounding yourself with good people. Yeah, you surround yourself with good people, put yourself in a good position. And yeah. and to your point, you've kind of morphed into other things. You went from only not only just overseeing ticket sales and service, but also corporate partnerships, youth sports, events and retail. So, Greg, what do you feel like you do on a daily basis from a leadership end to not only manage all of those departments and all of those different personalities from a 30,000 feet view, but also a granular view? Yeah, you know, the 30,000 foot view is is a lot of people stuff, right? You know, uh, making sure that we're always looking, you know, a year or two out of who's going to be ready for what, who's performing at a very high level and what will that lead to? Um, we always want to keep all the all-stars we can, right? But we're, we're, we're smarter than that. We know that people are going to move on to bigger and better things at some point. And, you know, we like to embrace that good turnover uh, when we can to be able to tee people up for some really good roles uh, other places if it's not going to be here with us. But, the people side has to have this very um, understood accountability, right? We can all be um, working together for a long time. think we know each other in and out, but that accountability can never disappear, right? You need to have that and the expectations need to be set and, and, and people held to that. Uh, so when, when everybody's on the same page there, things work very well. Right. Um, 
And that allows you to go do some really great things. So I think what's what's allowed me to be able to be successful in, in overseeing some more areas than just ticket sales, what was kind of maybe I had the, the PhD in, if you will, um, yep. and, you know, maybe high school degrees in some of these other categories and then be able to, to learn up was getting getting those people to feel comfortable um, that they're going to have my support but also to bring me into the fold and let me ask the dumb questions in the room. Right. Yep. Um, you know, I think humility is probably one of the best characteristics of any good leader. Um, and, and it's tough because it fights against the ego, right. Yeah. You know, it's like, Hey, I'm in this role. I should be, I should know all this already, but that's not the case. And anybody right. thinks it's going to be for anybody jumping in a big role like that is, is, is mistaken. Right. So yeah. from, from the 30,000 foot view, it's, it's really important to, see where everything is headed um, a lot more than what's maybe currently happening. It's like, you know, it's not as easy as, uh, you know, or maybe, maybe looking at the stock market and predicting that's going to be a lot harder than this. But at the same time, knowing kind of as the business morphs, how to stay in front of that is, is difficult. Right. Um, So it takes staying on the pulse at at all times. And if you start veering away from that, you get away from it really quickly, right? Yeah, so quick um, it, it takes double the time to get back in a good spot there. And then in the granular view, um, you know, sometimes you just got to get back in the saddle, right? You know, you yep. got to be able to jump on some meetings um, with people uh, to be able to not just educate them on how you want the process ideally to go, um, but also just to see how people are interacting with fans, clients, prospects, you name it. Um, and trying to understand kind of not being in in a bubble up here, but still being able to hear everything that's going on from from those levels, it's extremely important. Yeah. Um, so you, so you're not kind of just um, you know separated in any way from what's truly going on. We all know those those middle management positions and then the front lines. That's where it's all happening, right? right. So unless you got a good pulse on that. Um, then, then you're going to, you're going to lose touch as well. And then when you tie the two in together, those one-on-ones consistently with all of your people to, to make sure we're tracking on things, but also that they're feeling good at where they're at. They're right. alerting you to what's coming down the pipe. Um, those are so, so influential on what's, what the planning is um, for the years to come as well. Yep. Um, so all of that kind of wrapped in into one um, with a little bit of, of consistency um, it, it is huge. And I feel like that's allowed us to be successful. And I think that's great advice, right? Not only it's, it starts and stops with people, but being mm-hmm. able to roll up your sleeves, get out on the front lines, lead by example every time. And, you know, to your point, they, they run parallel paths. And, and speaking of parallel paths, you know, the team has also won four major championships since 2012. And you and the, you and the team have seen substantial growth in all of your revenue areas. And it's, it's always key to run those parallel paths with the team on the field. So how are you and the team so prepared to have success within the on-field product, you know, kind of coming up to it. Yeah. So um, in the years coming into uh, the team, traditionally over those past seasons, the the team wasn't that great. Um, And Jake and I knew we had to build and and kind of reset the market, right? Um, You only get one chance to open a stadium and rip all the band-aids possible, right? Um, Hey, you used to get all these free tickets, not anymore. You used to get this kind of deal with partnerships, not anymore. Um, and we wanted to build a foundation of, of great value propositions, um, and driving an incredible experience. So last decade experience has been the hot, the hot, you know, word, right. And it's, it's not without 
it's merit though. I mean, we focused on an experience knowing we're never going to pack 18,500 people in our stadium that are all purest soccer fans. Right. right. So you got to go after everybody and you got to be able to show them that um, they're going to have a great time and get the results they're looking for. Um, whether it be business related or personally related and family. Um, so allowing us to build the model on that and focus on delivering experience we layered that in with a ton of benefits probably earlier than most teams in this league um, because we had implemented the NBA model, right. Um, into a fledgling league. So I feel like we were able to capitalize in this market to show people that we truly care about their experience. We truly care about the value that they're getting. Um, so from there, we were able to build upon that and it times out sometimes really, really well with, with yeah. what's going on on the pitch, you know, um, and that allowed us those first three years in the building, losing in the playoffs, getting a little further the next year in the playoffs, losing again, and then finally getting over the hump with winning, you know, MLS cup in 13. So it was, it was this ramp up that you yeah. couldn't have drawn up better. Such a fun journey. Well, I always ask the guests, do you ever wear any of the rings? <laughs> it's a great question. So, um, it's funny, you know, some people kind of like, ah, you shouldn't wear that. You know, it's kind of flashy and this and that. Um, I'll, I'll say I don't wear it often. No, but um, typically I'll break it out for like um, our foundation, the Victory Project. We put on a big gala every oh, summer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's an event like that where it'll special events, special occasions. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Exactly. Well, well, Greg, you grew up in Vermont. You go on to attend UMass Amherst. You receive a degree in sports management. You, to your point earlier, your first opportunities with the then Charlotte Bobcats and inside sales moved up, moved your way up in the organization over three years. Thinking back to those times, what's something you know now that you wish you would have known back then? Great question. There's, there's a lot there. <laughs> um, you know, Travis, I, I'd say early on in my career in the NBA, um, what you would see was the need for people to to jump around a lot to grow their career and and so i embraced that right but also because i embraced that because i saw that happening a lot um i came to kansas city but i also probably for the first couple of years here i still had in my head that like hey i was probably just going to open up the stadium two or three years and parlay to something else yep. well looking back on that you know hopefully we all live with no regrets, but it, it probably held me back from embracing Kansas city as much as, as much as I should have early. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Greg Allen, Chief Revenue Officer of Sporting Kansas City. So, Greg, let's get into the three hot topics. Question one, there's been a lot of talk and articles about the growth of the MLS as a whole. And one recent stat I saw was over the last decade, it rose in 27% in interest rate. And so that's a long way, given a decade ago, even when you were first starting, there's a lot of concern. Was the league going to make it? Why do you think it's continued to grow and grow so fast? Yeah, you know, I think um, a little perspective goes a long way with this league. It's, you know, 1996, right? It's not too long ago. Um, it's when the league started, you know, it's uh, with the World Cup being hosted here then, you know, it spawned the league, you know, and now we're kind of tracking down 2026. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's there's not a lot of industries or businesses out there where you can look ahead and say like, hey, here's this crazy benchmark that is going to catapult your, your business. Are you going to be ready for it? You know? And I feel like that's kind of where we're at right now. We've been able to grow as a league and do expansion very, very well. Um, but it's making sure that all those teams that come in, including the perennial, you know, the, the original six like us, right. To, to stay performing and to, and to uh, make sure the league is, is viable moving forward. Um, I think it's, it, you know, it's not just the fastest growing league, but it has the most potential as well. Being only a 25 year old league, you got a lot of the, this generation that came up playing soccer um, now being of the age to have kids who are playing a ton of soccer. Right. Um, you wouldn't know it, but Kansas city is, you know, per capita has the most kids playing soccer in the country, you know, and that that's, you wouldn't know that unless you were told that. Right. right. You know, and, but the 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 youth side of it is so so um, kind of you extrapolate that out you can kind of see where things are headed right and that's what our jobs are to make sure we're ready for all that growth um, and so I think the league has really benefited from the original teams holding strong yep but then you know I think we had we played a big part in that in 2010 11 with building that first soccer specific stadium that had all the technology. Um, and to give the experience that that fans deserved. So then you had a lot of these other teams follow suit, come visit. What would you do differently? What would you do um, if you could do it over again? Those kind of things. And we would we would help everybody as much as we could with those processes. And then you started seeing these other 20,000, 25,000 uh, seat stadiums start getting built. And we're, we're kind of nodding our, you know, tipping our cap going that. Yep. Love yep. it. Um, and then that. you got MLS 3.0 with, you know, some of these NFL size stadiums that, right. uh, that are packing the people in and it, it's just so awesome to see. Um, so, you know, when you got a, a couple of, couple of slots left probably for the league in the future here, um, it's just exciting to know where we're tracking and having 2026 in front of us with world cup to, uh, to drive it even more. Um, and the women's game continues to grow right. as well, you know, so it's, uh, it's just great to see the game growing so much. In question two, much of your role now, you talk about growth as being involved with the club's chief endeavors, focused primarily on growing the business through innovative partnerships, strategic fan development, providing the city with that unparalleled, unparalleled entertainment experience. And, you know, a big opportunity to make everything a destination where it's not just you're coming out to see the match. What all goes into that? A lot of planning. Um, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, you know, I, it, it's unique, you know, as we built our stadium, um, I think we had 34 or 35 different constituents, you know, types of people that could come out to a match and where would they want to view a game from? What kind of experience should we tailor for them? 
And I feel like as we are looking at future endeavors, you know, opening up more youth soccer complexes, which we got another one set to open uh, up north here by Labor Day, um, which will mean we can we operate, you know, three in the metro. Um, what kind of experience did those kids have when they come? What kind of experience did the parents have when they come to tournaments, to camps, to clinics? Um, we have a bar downtown in the Kansas City Power and Light District with Cordish called No Other Pub. You know, what kind of experience are we providing there? What kind of different fans can we can we garner there? Um, we have a, a restaurant out near the stadium that we're looking to repurpose into a new concept of ours. You know, what are we going to do there to help drive fandom, you know, for, for sporting? So as we as we look forward, I think we've been hyper local for a lot of years and we're really starting to more more so embrace the region in which we really have fans. Yeah. Um, it's one of the ways in which we're, we're pretty lucky in a sense, you know, St. Louis is, is coming into the league next year and they're the closest, but then you look at Denver eight hours away, Minnesota, that teams in Texas and whatnot. So we have this Midwest kind of hub yeah. um, that I think is a part of our, our growth strategy is to really look at how we can affect markets like Omaha and Des Moines and, um, all through Oklahoma and, and, and kind of surrounding areas to be able to not just drive fandom. We can only fit so many people in the building, right? right. But we want people engaged in, in, in our brand. Um, brand. 365 days a year. And exactly. Exactly. Yep. No, it's great. Well, and then finally question three, Greg sporting KC, you know, has had a sellout streak of 125 plus straight matches. And that's certainly not an easy feat. And, you know, a big part of that was able to sell over 14,000 season tickets mm-hmm. early on. And what do you feel like are some of those key member benefits that just continue to make people come back year after year to your point, not everybody's just a diehard soccer fan. Yeah. Well, I, again, I think it goes back to people, right? Their number one benefit is having a, a yep. dedicated, you know, uh, service representative that takes care of everything they need. Um, you know, our motto is that they should be viewed as, as the behind the curtain kind of, if I, if I need anything, not just at sporting, but in Kansas city, like I should probably give my rep at sporting a call first. Cause they're in the know on everything. They'll know. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I think we're kind of the source for entertainment and fun in, in Kansas city, but we also have different experiences tailored to your businesses, to your corporate clients, but also to your families, young, you know, uh, families with young kids or, or teenagers or, or whatnot. So a lot of the benefits that we have as season ticket members, surround the other events we do throughout the year and how to engage them. Um, our kit launch parties are always a blast, um, but we're always very careful to make sure our season ticket members have the dedicated level up experience compared to your general public, right? That goes a long, long way. Um, you know, we're throwing um, kickoff parties at, uh, you know, uh, Jay Rieger Distillery down the road, good marketing partners in uh, of ours. You know, how many fans are getting to go to, you know, distilleries to help launch the the, the season, you know? And um, so the people and some of the other events we do, I think are big, but also it's, we have an open-ended package, which I think is kind of unique, you know? Yeah. So we, we charge X amount, you know, based on your seating location. Sure. But we also um, allow you to have all of our open cup games included in that aside from a, a final, all of our champions league games in that. So it's like, we have this open-ended package where you might have 23 games in a year. Um, and we're not asking you for, for anything more, you know what I mean? It's kind of, yeah. It's meaningful for us to have full buildings, you know, for, for any game we have, you know, so um, that's super helpful. And then the other one, Travis is we control all of our own 
experiences at the stadium. So we run all of our own food and beverage, our hospitality, our events, parking, you name it. So there's no pointing the finger at any other third party about our experience of any kind or any step of it. It's all us. So when there's a problem, we're, it's us. We'll fix that very quickly. Right. So I think that goes a long way with the experience for our fans um, is that we're on the pulse of all of those areas uh, to make sure that we're, we're operating at a high level. Absolutely. Well, Greg, what a great career. You, you were named 2016 MLS Ticketing Executive of the Year. You led a team that won the 2013 MLS Ticket Sales Team of the Year. And, and certainly appreciate your time here. A ton of great advice. Fun to hear about your journey. And so to close out, I'd like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? Let's do it. If you could have any actor play you in a movie, what actor would it be? Oh, wow. Um, I think I got to go with Bruce Willis. Uh, he's always been one of my favorites and, and we share the same haircut. So maybe that that'll fit in. Perfect. What's the last thing you completed on your bucket list? Oh, had the chance to play at Pebble Beach. Uh, so I got a round in out there uh, a month or two ago and it was exquisite. If you hosted a talk show, who would be your first guest? Oh, man. Um, you know, right now, probably Elon Musk. I feel like that would garner some attention. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Greg, to, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Um, I think I said it earlier, but um, the idea of, of humility, um, stay humble. You know, if, if, you can, if you can have some self-awareness uh, to know what you don't know and, and then work on that, I think that, that's big, right? Um, I think part of maturing in any business career or whatnot is, is also keeping things fresh. Um, everybody's got their blinders on, right? Like nonstop, you're in the zone working every day, but especially outside of the office, I love taking some time uh, at different years. I've had different topics, but to try to go learn something different. Right. And it, and it kind of re-energizes energizes you in a, in a lot of ways. And nine times out of 10, it's going to help you in what you're currently, your profession actually is, right? Because you have a better understanding of some other industry or something else that's going on in the world. So I think that's another good one. And then um, the biggest one I could say is at an early point in your career, if you can be hyper-focused on developing really good habits, um, you see a lot of times people that are super talented, but they use every crutch in the book and they use yeah. every excuse uh, imaginable and they're going to kind of flounder around, you know, and, and when they could be super successful, if they kind of really develop those good habits early, cause they live with you, you know, from, from then on out. So the earlier you can set those and get those ingrained in you, um, no matter what you do in your future, you're going to, you're going to have a good, a good chance at success. Love it. Ton of great advice. You know, being, being humble, you know, having that fresh approach, that fresh new idea and, you know, developing good habits always goes a long way. And, and Greg, thank you so much. You certainly had a great career. Hey, always a pleasure talking you. to you and I appreciate your time and expertise. Hey, thanks, Travis. Always great to chat with you, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.